brothers the purpose of the Qur'an is to guide us to Allah Azza wa Jal and to bring us closer to Him. Khabbab ibn al-Arad radiallahu ta'ala anhu once said to a person, Taqarrab ila Allahi mastata'at, wa'lam annaka lan tataqarrab ilayhi bi shay'in huwa ahabbu ilayhi min kalanih. He said throughout your life, endeavor, try as hard as you can, as much as you can, to draw closer and closer to Allah. And that's something we want to do during the month of Ramadan. That is to come closer to Allah and to come in close proximity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he gave him this piece of advice. He says, do not confine it to the month of Ramadan. Yes, in the month of Ramadan, of course, you want to enhance that and you want to increase the effort. He says, but throughout your life, that should be the objective and the purpose of how can I move closer to Allah. He says, but let me tell you something that there is nothing more beloved to Allah. There is no other means that is beloved to Allah that you can use to come closer to Allah than the kalam of Allah that is the Qur'an. Now there are many ways through which the Qur'an can bring us closer to Allah. The Qur'an may describe Allah for us so that we may realize Allah's majesty and His greatness. The Qur'an may tell us of those deeds that are pleasing to Allah so that we carry out those actions and draw closer to Allah through them. The Qur'an may remind us of the countless blessings and bounties of Allah that we enjoy so that we reflect over them and it helps us develop greater love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there are many ways through which the Qur'an can bring us closer to Allah. But perhaps the easiest path that we can take to Allah 
the most effective path that we can take to Allah through the Quran is by realizing the fact that we rely on Allah for absolutely everything. By realizing the fact that we are in need of Allah. Realizing the fact that we depend on Allah for absolutely everything. Ya ayyuhan nas, antumul fuqara ilallah, wallahu huwal ghaniyul hamid. Allah calls out to mankind and reminds every one of us that, O oh, insan, regardless of what position you may hold, whether you are seated on a throne or whether the sidewalk is your abode, every one of you is a faqir before Allah. Every one of you is in need of Allah. Every one of you is a beggar before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers, whenever we have a need, it is only Allah who we turn to. And Allah answers our du'as through that special attribute of His from which Allah is always known. The most salient of all His attributes. The attribute that we and the entire creation are always enjoying. And that is... So this is one way that we can journey to Allah. By realizing our utter need of Allah. By calling on all. And then by tasting of Allah's mercy as Allah answers our du'as. كَافْهَا يَا عِنْصَادِ ذِكْرُ رَحْمَةِ رَبِّكَ عَبَدَهُ زَكَرِيَّةِ In the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the profound and deep dua of one of his most dedicated servants, Nabi Zakariya alayhi salam. This is a season of dua, the month of Ramadan. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said it on so many occasions. And at so many different times, يُسْتَجَابُ فِيهِ الدُّعَا Du'as are answered in the month of Ramadan. So let us use the dua of Zakariya as a guide to make dua. How do we make dua? Are we making dua correctly? What should be our state and our condition at the time when we are making dua? This is a very special season of dua. This is when your du'as are answered, your problems are resolved, your needs are fulfilled. This is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises that He will grant you what it is that you seek. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He speaks of the du'a of Zakariya alayhi salam. Zakariya alayhi salam is almost a hundred years old and he's making this du'a. Almost a hundred years old. And his wife is almost as old as him. And what is he making a dua for? He's making a dua for a child. He wants a child, making dua for a child at such an advanced age. And his wife is battled. Scientifically, medically, she cannot bear any children. Even if she was young, she was barren. And this teaches us something, something so profound and important, that we should never consider anything impossible for Allah. Impossibility is a word that exists in our vocabulary. Impossibility is a concept that does not exist before Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, ذِكْرُ رَحْمَةِ رَبِّكَ عَبْدَهُ As an introduction to the dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us that the dua of Zakariya alayhi salam was answered through the mercy of Allah. So the very first thing we learn, the very first lesson, is that our du'as are answered, are answered through the mercy of Allah. So whenever you make du'a, ask Allah to answer your du'a through His rahmah, through His mercy. Not through the deed that you think you have performed, 
or the deed that you feel qualifies you to have your dua answered, make dua to Allah through his rahmah. Abdullah ibn Amr ibn As radiallahu ta'ala would make a beautiful dua at the time of iftar and learn this dua and let us recite it at the time of iftar. Allahumma inni as'aluka bi rahmatika allati wasi'at kulla shayam taghfir ali. Oh Allah, I'm asking you to forgive me through your mercy. Through your mercy that encompasses everything. So this is the first thing we learn. That our dua is answered, answered through the extreme mercy, the rahmah of Allah Azza wa Jal. Ponder over how many ways Allah has had mercy upon you. Allah created you. Allah brought you into existence. وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَاكُمْ ثُمَّ صَوَّرْنَاكُمْ Allah says, we brought you into existence. We created you. We fashioned you. We shaped you and you, we molded you. You would not have even knew of life. Wait not for Allah Azza wa Jal. هَلْ أَتَى عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ حِينٌ مِّنَ الدَّهْرِ لَمْ يَكُنْ شَيْئًا مَذْكُورًا Allah says there came a time upon man when there was no mention of his name anywhere. Every pleasure that you have experienced in life is because Allah brought you into existence. وَمَا بِكُمْ مِّن نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says every single ni'mah, bounty, favor that you enjoy comes to you from Allah. Every breath that you take, every beat of your heart, every blink of your eye, every new day that you experience, every sleep that you enjoy, every fast that you observe, every sajda that you make, is a manifestation of Allah's mercy upon you. So if you want to remember Allah, and you want to make dua to Allah, and when you wake up at the time of the hajjud, and you're making dua, and you're begging from Allah, and you're supplicating to Allah, Think about the mercy of Allah. Ask Allah through His Rahmah. Ask Allah through His Rahmah, His extreme and expansive mercy. Allah says, My Rahmah, my mercy encompasses every single thing. Everything. Brothers, you will notice here in this verse that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of His mercy upon Zakaria alayhi salam along with the slavehood and the servitude of this great Nabi. Allah speaks of Rahmah. Allah is going to tell us about the dua and how Allah answered the dua. But notice in the introduction, what does Allah say? Dikru rahmati rabbika abdahu. Rahmah mentioned along with abd. Allah says this is a mention or a reminder of the Rahmah the mercy which was in the form of the acceptance of the dua upon who? upon the slave of Allah so there exists a connection between receiving mercy from Allah and the state of slavehood and servitude in other words if we want to enjoy that special mercy of Allah if we want to drown in that mercy then we must become the complete slaves of Allah we should not live our lives for ourselves anymore. We should live only for Allah. Ya Musa, kunni kama urid, akun laka kama turid. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Musa alayhi salam, Oh Musa, you become for me what I want you to be and I shall be for you what you want me to be. Allah describes the dua for us. Brothers, this dua of Zakaria alayhi salam, was the starting point of the mercy of Allah upon Zakaria. 
Because dua in itself is a special form of mercy from Allah. Dua in itself. Obviously when the dua is answered, that is one form of mercy. But dua is a special form of mercy from Allah. Because Allah is the one who puts a desire in your heart, who puts a yearning in your heart to call out to Him and to supplicate to Him. Allah puts the desire in your heart. You'll experience that often during the month of Ramadan. No matter where you are or what state you may find yourself in, even if you are engaged in a sin, and there's a desire that arises within the heart to call out to Allah and to make dua to Allah, Allah is the one who placed that desire within your heart. And that is why don't ignore it. Act upon that desire. Raise your hands and make dua. Whether Allah answers the dua or not, the fact that Allah gave you the opportunity to make dua, that is a special form of mercy from Allah. Abu Abdullah, rahimahullah, he says, I once rose from my seat in search of my slave girl, who was an extremely pious lady. I went out and searched for her. It was the last part of the night. I found her in sujood. She was communicating with Allah. I did not interrupt her, but I overheard her making a dua. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, The closest you can come to Allah in this world is when you are in sujood before Allah. That's the closest you can come to Allah in this dunya. Spend much time in sujood. Allah has given us the opportunity to make so much more sajdas during the taraweeh salah. And that is when you are closest to Allah. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala writes, وَعْلَمْ إِنَّكَ لَمْ تَجِدَ أَحَنَّ مِنَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكَ He says, believe that you will find no one who loves you more than Allah. A brother who came to a certain... And he asked him, he said to him, who will... Who will be responsible on the day of Qiyamah? Who will be responsible for taking me to task? Who will I answer to? So the person said to him, Allah. He said, Alhamdulillah. Then I'm sorted out. I'm forgiven. Innaka lan tajida. He said, believe in this. Believe in this. You'll never find anyone who loves you more than Allah. Lo ya'lamu sajid. مَا يَخْشَاهُمْ مِنَ الرَّحْمَةِ بِسُجُودِ لَمَا رَفَعَ رَأْسَهُ He says, if you only understood the extent of Allah's mercy, if you only knew how much of Allah's mercy descends upon you when you are in sujood, you will never want to raise up your head from sujood. So he says, I found her in sujood, and she made a dua that caught my attention. What was the dua? She said, بِحُبِّكَ إِيَّايَ لَا تُعَدِّبْنِي Oh Allah, because of the love that you have for me, do not punish me. Because you love me, O oh Allah, don't subject me to any form of punishment. So he was surprised at the dua that she made. It was a claim, more than a dua. She's claiming that Allah loves her, that she has earned the love of Allah. So he allowed her to complete the dua. And then he came up to her and he said, How sure are you that Allah loves you? You make dua to Allah through the love that Allah has for you. How sure are you that Allah loves you? She said, Ama aqamani bayna yadayhi. Did Allah not allow me to stand in prayer before Him and to communicate with Him at this hour of the night? Allah allowed me 
to stand up at tahajjud and communicate with him is a clear enough enough for me. So Allah is the one who puts a desire in your heart to call out to him. And that desire, the desire to call out to Allah, the desire to supplicate to Allah, the yearning that you feel and the need that you feel within yourself to make dua to Allah of the most special experiences and one of the most special mercies from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you will ever enjoy in life. So do not ignore that desire that arises within your heart to call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to make dua to Him. There are those who turn away from Allah, who are too arrogant and proud to make dua to Allah. They feel that they are self-sufficient and they choose to rely solely on their, their capabilities, their ability, their intellect, acumen and resources. They are deprived of the specialness. They do not experience that yearning, that desire to call out to Allah. Brothers, through dua, we find hope in times of desperation. We find sustenance in times of need. Through dua, we find security at times of fear. We find consolation at times of sadness. Through dua, we find comfort at times of distress. How many are the moments of difficulty that you were able to get through because of dua? So how much of a mercy it is that Allah has given us the ability to make dua? And how much of a mercy it is that Allah has given us the special season of dua when duas are answered, readily answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dikru rahmati rabbika abadahu zakariya Idh nada rabbahu nidaan khafiya Describing the dua Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says that Zakariya alayhi salam shouted out now to describe the dua, Allah uses the Arabic word nada. Nada means to shout out to someone, to extend the volume of one's voice so that every... So this word nada gives the impression that Zakariya raised his voice and he shouted out and he made dua. But in the very same verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the dua as khafiya. Khafiya, it was a whisper, it was a silent calling. So the word khafiyah gives the impression that he did not raise his voice. It was a silent dua. He only whispered. So how do we resolve this apparent contradiction? The one word suggests that he shouted out to Allah. The other word suggests that it was a secret silent whisper. Nothing more than that. The dua of Zakariya was in fact a silent dua. Ibn Kathir rahimahullah writes, أَنَّهُ قَامَ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ وَقَدْ نَامَ أَصْحَابُهُ Zakariya stood up before Allah at the time of tahajjud when everyone else was asleep. أَتَهْزَأُ بِالدُّعَاءِ وَتَزْدَرِيهِ وَمَا تَدْرِي بِمَا صَنَعَ الدُّعَاءُ Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah He says, don't ever underestimate the power of dua. Don't ever trivialize dua. سِهَامُ اللَّيْلِ لَا تُخْتِي وَلَكِنْ لَهَا أَمَدٌ وَلِلْأَمَدٍ قِضَاءُ He says the arrows that you shoot at night, that last part of the night, one hour before tahajjud, one and a half hours before suhoor, one hour before suhoor, get up, get up. That is when Allah is waiting for you to answer your dua. 
He says the arrows that you shoot at that hour of the night, the du'as that you make at that hour of the night never ever misses its target. هَلْ مِنْ مُسْتَغْفِرٍ فَأَغْفِرَهُ هَلْ مِنْ مُسْتَرْزِقٍ فَأَرْزُقَهُ هَلْ مِنْ سَائِرٍ فَأُعْطِيَهُ At that hour of the night Allah is asking Is there anyone seeking forgiveness? Let him seek forgiveness, I will forgive him. Is there anyone seeking rizq? Let him seek rizq, I shall grant him the rizq. Is there anyone who has any need? Let him present the need before me, I shall grant it to him. So Zakaria alayhi salam, he made dua at that time of the night. Ibn Kathir says, فَجَعَلَ يَهْتِفُ رَبَّهِ And he was whispering, beseeching Allah, خُفْيَةً He said it was a whisper. He did not raise his voice. Ya Rabb, Ya Rabb, Ya Rabb. Insisting, persisting, begging from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the dua was a whisper. It wasn't a loud dua. But why does Allah describe it as nada? He shouted out. He extended the level of his voice. The words that he uttered were no more than a whisper. But the intensity and the fervor and the desperation and the inner cry, that was loud. So his words were no more than a whisper. But the strength and the fervor and the desperation that he made the dua with, that is what steered those words. When you make dua, brothers, your dua must be steered by an inner feeling of utter desperation before Allah. And then you see a miracle. Hajar alayhi salam, she witnessed a miracle that you and I enjoy right up to this day and we will witness until the day of Qiyamah in the form of the well of Zimzam. Consider her state as she was running between Safa and Marwa. It was utter desperation. There was desperation. Your dua must be driven by that inner feeling of desperation before Allah. A sahabi said, لا يأتينا على الناس زمان لا ينفيه إلا من دعا بدعاء كدعاء غريق. A time will come upon this ummah when the only dua that will be answered is the dua that is made with the same level of desperation that a drowning person expresses when he fears drowning. Think about that desperation in the cry. Shouts out. No one to hear his screams and his cries. He shouts out in utter desperation. Abu Bakr al-Shibri rahimahullah. He writes about the pious people and the manner in which they would make dua. كَانُوا يَجْتَهِدُونَ فِي الدُّعَاءِ وَلَا تَسْمَعُوا إِلَّا هَمْسَى He says they would exert themselves. Make dua with intensity, with feeling. But all you could hear was a whisper, nothing more than a whisper. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said in a hadith, إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَىٰ يُسْتَجَابُ لِأَحَدِكُمْ مَا لَمْ يَعْجَلْ يَقُولُ قَدْ دَعَوْتُ رَبِّهِ فَلَمْ يُسْتَجَبْ لِي Another aspect of the dua of Zakariya alayhi salam, many have said that he made this dua for a period of 40 years. A period of 40 years. He made the same dua. So what do we learn? Consistency in the dua. Persist in your dua. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith, Inna Allah ta'ala yuhibbu al-mulihina fi dua. Allah loves it when you nag, you persist, and you keep on making the same dua over and over and over again. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Yustajabu li ahadikum, ma lam ya'jal. Allah will answer your dua. Allah will answer your dua. Allah will answer your dua so long as you do not say, I made dua, I made dua, I have not seen my dua answered and you stop making dua. The moment you do that, your dua will not be answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
So persistence in the dua. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this topic of persisting in the dua, there's a scholar who said, Kun mitla sabi, idashtaha ala abawad, falam yumakkinah, ka'ada yabki alayha. He says, when you make dua, he says, take lesson from a child, a little child. He comes up to his parents and he wants something and they cannot give it to the child. What does the child do? Does the child give up? We all have children. Alhamdulillah, if the child only asks once. But what does the child do? The child persists and he sits and he cries and he nags and he insists until the parent gives the child what the child asks for. He says, فَكُنْ أَنْتَ مِثْلَهَ When you are in front of Allah, be like that child. فَكُنْ أَنْتَ مِثْلَهَ Be like that little child. فَإِذَا سَأَلْتَ رَبَّكَ When you made dua to Allah for the first time, and your dua was not answered, فَلَمْ يُعْتِكَهَ فَقْعُدْ تَبْكِ عَلَيْهِ Sit and cry. Insist and persist. Nag. Until the dua is answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قَالَ رَبِّ إِنِّي وَهَنَ الْعَظْمُ مِنِّي وَاشْتَعَلَ رَأْسُ شَيْبًا وَلَمْ أَكُمْ بِدُعَائِكَ رَبِّ شَقِيًّا Ya wa rawi lalihi wa zakariya alayhi salam He's expressing his weakness and his brokenness before Allah. Before you even start making dua, before you even start making dua, before you even ask what it is that you wish, that you wish for, the first thing you got to do is express your weakness before Allah. He says, Oh Allah, my bones have become weak. My hair has turned gray. He thought nothing, absolutely nothing of himself as he said before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And similarly, you will find every other Nabi of Allah commenced his supplication by expressing his weakness and his brokenness before Allah. Ayyub alayhi salam. Wa ayyub idnada. رَبِّ أَنِّي مَسَّنِيَ الضُّرُّ وَأَنْتَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ Brothers, there must not be even a trace of self-sufficiency in your heart when you sit before Allah. Not even a trace of pride, arrogance, self-sufficiency. Absolutely nothing. Dua is such a special mercy from Allah. And Allah has given us the special season to make dua. Think about it. Whoever you are, whoever you are, regardless of what position you enjoy, you have the ability to communicate with Allah. Everyone seated here has the same level and line of communication with Allah. Unlike experiences in this world, when a person is the CEO of a company or the person is a king of a kingdom or the president of a country or the head of an institute, those below him cannot easily communicate with the one right on the top. Depends on what level of position you enjoy. You might never be able to communicate with the one right at the top. But here, regardless of who you are, we all have the same line of communication with Allah. Look at the dua of Yunus. The next lesson, express weakness before Allah. Tell Allah how weak, how weak you are, how useless you are, how hopeless you are, how helpless you are. La ilaha illa anta subhanak inni kuntu minal dalimin. Musa alayhi salam, 
The paragon of Allah's creation, Rasulullah you are in control of every aspect of my life. So this, this should be the state of the heart when we sit before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during the special moments in the month of Ramadan making dua to Allah azza wa jal. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said that the dua that is made specifically at the time of iftar the fasting person at the time of iftar has a dua that Allah will never ever reject. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will certainly answer the dua. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept all our ibadat and to answer all our duas. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ease the plight of the Muslim ummah around the globe.